Hey guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks, proudly, proudly presented by Unk Entertainment. It is Wednesday, and I just got home from work. Today was pretty chill, starting this training, front desk, uh, front office manager stuff. Oh man, having to manage these people and see how this goes, you know what I mean? I already found some stuff I want to tighten up, which is always good. If I can do anything to improve our scores, I'm definitely going to do it, no matter who head gets cut off. <laughs> um, but um, today I want to talk about uh, grooming and groomers, and I found this nice article and um, I want to speak on that. Now, first, I'm going to speak on the article, right? I'm going to read the article, and I want to speak on that. Then, I want to speak about the grooming culture that I've seen over the last 12 or 13 years of my life, you know, partying and being a social person in, in different social groups. Then, I want to speak to the – I want to speak about a particular female, which I could talk about a lot of different ones that have gone through this that I know personally, but I want to talk about a particular female and somebody else I know who basically groomed the shit out of her or whatever – and then I think at the end, I'm going to talk directly to the uh, the the victims here, I guess you can call them. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be very objective about this. You know what I mean? I'm going to be, I'm, I'm just, disclaimer now. Like, I'm going to speak about, when I speak to, to them at the end of this, I'm going to speak about what I didn't like about them, and why I didn't like it, and what I think about them in the situations that they were in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just giving a fair warning now that I'm going to say some things that, that's from the heart of how I felt about these certain situations at that time with these particular people. So, yeah, just putting that out there. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, we are back with the article. This article is titled, What is Sexual Grooming? Identifying the Six Stages. <clears throat> Today's sexual predators aren't lurking in the shadows, wearing trench coats, and driving windowless vans. They look like everybody else. They're coaching after-school sports, teaching in the classrooms, performing medical examinations, living next door, participating in religious services, or even sitting at our holiday dinner tables. In fact, 90% of sexual abuse victims know their abuser, and on the surface, these abusers can appear charming, helpful, and kind. But how does a familiar acquaintance move into the move from a trusted individual to a sexual to sex offender? The answer is sexual grooming, a gradual method of building trust with children and manipulating manipulating adults to gain access. To, perspective, to a prospective victim. Child abuse, <clears throat> child sex abusers rarely act suddenly and without warning. In at least 50% of all cases, they take time to groom their victim because this increases the likelihood of committing the repeated offenses and reducing the chances of being detected. In some extreme, extreme cases, threats and physical force are used to abuse a child, but it is much more common for predators to progress thorough, through the following six stages of sexual grooming. <clears throat> The six stages of sexual grooming. We'll start with number one. We'll start with number one right after this. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, we are back with number one. <clears throat> number one, target state uh, stage one, targeting a victim. First, the offender targets a particular child. Minors are more commonly targeted due to perceived gullibility and nativity. Naivativity. <laughs> I don't know why I can say that. Victims are often selected based on a perceived physical attractiveness, ease of access, or vulnerability. Child sex abuse researchers have found that among, among predators, 42% select their victims based on physical characteristics. 27% select their victims based on clothing. 18% select victims based off of physical smallness. Additionally, child molesters target victims in households with less adult supervision. Parents, 
with drug or alcohol addictions, marital discord, domestic violence, or a history of emotional and mental problems. They generally look for children who are already isolated are isolated by low self-esteem, low confidence, insecurity, and neediness. However, in cases of sex abuse by coaches, children may be selected if there are elite athletes. <clears throat> All right, we're on number two next. Okay, we're on with stage two. Stage two, gaining trust. A sex offender often initially uh, initiate initial friendliness, friendliness to get victims to let down their let their guard down. The abuser then observes the ch observes the child, asks questions to get to know more about the child situation, and looks for needs to exploit. These behaviors can be challenging to differentiate from the warm from the warm, compassionate, or ordinarily ordinarily um, offered by a caregiver or mentor. During the trust gaining phase, an abuser may give small gifts, make promises, take special outings provide individual attention, discuss personal life, share secrets, play games, provide access to cigarettes, alcohol, or drugs for teens. If confronted about their behavior by parents, groomers may accuse the child of acting out or lying. Once the offender, once the offenders have fulfilled promises and put on a, sh a show of trustworthiness, they start to ask for favors in return. They progress, the, the progress is gradual and may start with a seeming, seemingly innocent touch like a hug so the victim is not aware of what's happening okay we're on to stage three okay stage three feeling a need offenders may prey on a teen's insecurities by lavishing the victim with with praises and emphasizing the unique nature of their the quote the quote unquote unique nature and the quote loving in quote exclusive relationship the perpetrator poses a non-threatening person with whom the child can talk freely and spend time. Child molesters strive to be the sole provider of something the child wants or needs. As example, a mobile device, a ride home, something to eat, a place to stay, adult supervision, an expensive outing, money to take care of bills, invitation to a party, prohibited substances, friendships and attention, emotional support, a sense of loving and, of love and value, specialized knowledge or skills. Parents who who notice other parents who notice other adults offering special attention, affection, and gifts to their child, or eagerly volunteering to serve as a surrogate caretaker, should increase their vigilance and report inappropriate behavior. Okay, number four. Okay, number four. Isolating the child. Child sexual abuse happens behind closed doors, with few, if any, witnesses to the crime. Once trust can be gained, the perpetrator must determine a way to access the child alone. Family member offenders have the easiest access in the home environment, with 41% of the offenders sneaking into children's bedrooms. Offenders outside the family will entice victims to empty school, to an empty school classroom, a locker room, their car, a hotel room, or an overnight trip, a secluded park, or another isolated place. Many child sex abusers have sought out employment that provides access, uh, provides access to to children, teachers, camp counselors, bus drivers, coaches, daycare workers, pediatricians, charity organizers, or youth or youth mentors. Once they have established themselves in a professional setting, they may create reasons to see the child after hours or take the child on special outings. <clears throat> the groomer works hard to separate the victim 
not just physically, but also emotionally from their support network of others who may be watchful or helpful. At this stage, groomers often emphasize the special nature of their relationship and urge secrecy. They may accuse others of being, quote, jealous, quote, overprotective, or seeking to, quote, ruin what they've got. Excuses for, excuses for keeping interactions private or designed to make victims feel flattered and special. Okay, stage number five, sexual contact. Desensitizing the child to touch is the next step in the grooming process. The adult seeks to exploit the child's nature, the child's natural curiosity, using feelings of stimulation to advance the sexuality of the interactions. Gradually, the offender increases physical contact, patting on the back, hugging, wrestling, tickling, massaging, massaging, or kissing the cheek. These moves can be subtle and and bordering on what a child deems acceptable. An abuser with close ties to the family may use caregiving experience such as diapering, toilet training, bathing, or tucking a child in at night to initiate sexualized actions such as, quote, routine, routine part of care. Predators may present, quote, cuddling as, quote, unquote, cuddling as a normal activity for adults and children who have a, quote, special relationship. A bolder sexual sex offender may discuss sexual subject matter and make more direct sexual advances. Okay, stage six. Stage six, maintaining control. <clears throat> Many groomed children are led to believe that nothing is wrong with sexual contact between adults and children. In some cases, perpetrators need only casually mention a need for secrecy to maintain participation in silence. Oftentimes, children may feel confused, conflicted, threatened, or unsafe. At this point, sex abusers may use blame, threats, misinformation, and fear to exert control and maintain cooperation in the child's silence. The abuser may blame the victim, convincing the victim that, the, that, that they wanted it, that they wanted it, encouraged it, or enjoyed it. Use of fear, telling the child that their parents would be disappointed in them and disgusted by them, threatening the victim, saying that, that no one will believe you or if you tell, will go to jail. Increase violence using physical force or threats to force against family members. <clears throat> Use of sympathy. Making the child believe that no one understands uh, understands the perpetrator. <clears throat> Employ confusion. Claiming that claiming what happened was an accident or normal behavior. Predators may take further steps to maintain isolation and control, such as threatening to take away what the child needs from the relationship if the child speaks to anyone about what happened. The child may worry that the coincidences of exploiting the, the relationship will be humiliation and rejection, which will make them even more unwanted. <clears throat> okay, well first I wanted to start like, that's why I wanted to get that out the way, explaining the, the certain steps and stages of, of grooming. You feel me? Because some people, I don't think they understand what grooming is. You know what I mean? They think because... I, I've spoken to a lot of girls who've been quote unquote groomed that I've witnessed be groomed. You know what I mean? Like, and they swear up and down they haven't been groomed. I, I wasn't been groomed or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you were definitely groomed. Like, it was very apparent. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. It's weird because every single one of those things, I've seen multiple grown ass adults that I know personally and that some of you know personally do. I, I've seen, we've all seen them exert this same 
similar behavior to the isolation to going directly going after girls who are who are vulnerable as fuck throughout their family situations or you know parents being drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever the case may be they go after them they take and they, they see that as a target instead of them seeing that as like a, a child in need it's like yo oh i could take advantage of this and it's so weird because most of them try to act like that that's what they're doing it's like no i just i understand her she's going through a lot with her family i'm just trying to be there for her you know like big brother stuff then why is your hand on her fucking thigh you feel me like then why is your hand on her fucking thigh why is she wearing a fucking six inch skirt that you bought you feel me come on bruh come on bruh you feel me so it's weird because it's like you see like all these things or whatever where it's like it, that they spoke about all over the place in this in this article of different things that I have seen personally with 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 guys or whatever where it's like they get close to a, one of these young girls or whatever and they they you know it, it all starts with something simple like dropping them off at school picking them up from school there is no reason why your grown adult ass should be picking up a fucking fifteen year old from high school you feel me and the thing is is like. The thing to me, the thing to me is like, is like this. It's like that may seem innocent to some people, but it's not innocent when, 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 when the per, when the people I'm talking about directly have spoken to me about wanting to sleep with said 15 year old. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, they, like, come on, bro. Like this is straight up grooming behavior. You feel me? So it's like. It's like that they provide something that this girl is missing and, 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 and is craving, and it, it starts from attention to money to whatever the case may be, and they praise these children, these 14, 15, 16-year-old children, you feel me? They praise them and make them happy and making them feel special, only to actually have them put their guard down so they can sexually abuse them, and to me, that's some fucked up shit like it is so, it is it's so weird because it's like this behavior i've seen so repetitive with 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 with, with like 20 different dudes that i've met in my in, in the past 12 years you feel me so it's like in in, in actually in my next um segment after i start talking about these dudes i want to talk about the culture that i i witnessed throughout this you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna continue on these guys first but like they and they're, they're doing this and they're and they're like they think that's okay. So one one friend of mine, I've t I had talked to him multiple. Me and him are not, not really cool, not really cool anymore. I've talked to him multiple times about the girls that he's dating, that are under underage or that he's hanging out with or over his house or whatever. And it's like he gave me the excuse like, well, you know, I, I don't even be trying to seek out young girls. They just be finding me for real. What the fuck, nigga? You twenty five years old, like. You mean to tell me just some 14-year-old just so happened to fucking find you and just so happened to keep showing up at your house and just so happened to have to be home at a certain time, bro? Come on, bro. Like, stop, bro. I like, I hate that, them excuses and shit, where it's like, bro, no, bro, you are a fucking pedophile. That's all that is, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... And, like, as I've spoken about before in a previous podcast last year, like I said, there's a plethora of dudes who repeatedly are dating underage girls. Straight, repeatedly. Not just sleeping with underage girls. That ain't bad enough. No, you have to literally center your whole dating apparatus around high school girls. Around 14, 15, 16-year-old girls that you can manipulate and mold to be whatever the fuck you want them to be. And it's fucked up because they openly talk about this they openly discuss this with each other 
and with other people. You feel me? So, now, I can speak all day about these particular dudes or whatever and the different situations I've seen. You feel me? I, 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 I Honestly, I don't even know where to start with it. Oh, wait, I know where to start with it. It's all over the fucking place with me with this shit because it's a very passionate subject for me. I love how this interesting thing it says is that once they have initiated this behavior and gotten the trust from this from their victim, you feel me? They 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 you know exert some sexual stuff into it gradually over time or whatever, or or just straight up front about it. Because I know a lot of these guys are right up front about wanting to fuck a goddamn fifteen year old. They you know what I'm saying whatever. Then then you feel me? It's like um they 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 they, they threaten to take away what's being provided to these girls if they don't want to 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 you know to capitulate you feel me and if they don't want to continue doing what they want them to do oh well if you can't if you won't you're if you're not hooking up with me no more you can't come to this party i won't pick you up i won't i won't buy you cigarettes i won't buy you alcohol that i was the first person to give you you know what i'm saying like that type shit or whatever and at least these girls i feel like sometimes kind of trapped in a box where it's like well fuck i can't you know what i mean i don't know what i'm supposed to do because i still want to continue doing these things you feel me but at the same time, this person threatening to stop giving me what's making me happy. Those things were put in place by these men to, to coerce you. Those things were put in place, you feel me, to, to, to ease you up, to make you feel comfortable. Because the best way to get somebody to do what they want them to do, you want them to do, is to give them what they want already. And then make them think that that's just okay. And as soon as you start to act differently, they, they threaten to take it away. And most of the time with children, when you think about it, with children... You feel me? That's what they don't want. Think about when you deal with any any of y'all who have children. Think about how you deal with your child. You give your child, your, your fucking six-year-old child a tablet to play with. You know what I'm saying? They're playing with this tablet, yada, yada, yada. They start fucking up. You threaten to take that goddamn tablet away. They smart. They, they straighten up real fucking quick, don't they? The same thing with these pedophiles and these fucking teenage girls. Same shit. Just on a, bit, a different scale. So... First of all, so I want to say that already, how I feel, but I've made it very apparent and very known about how I feel about that. But I want to, my, my main topic, what I want to get into is the culture, and I'm going to get to that next. Thanks for listening, guys. So throughout the, throughout the like 12 years of my life that I've spent, you know, pretty much continuously partying, partying, you feel me? I've encountered a lot of different social groups, and, it, and it, it's weird because like the, one of the main things I've seen that's prevalent in these social groups are the grooming of teenage girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just take, for example, I'm just gonna, let's just, let's just take, for example, Fair and Bulin. Fuck, I fuck, you already know, I fuck with Fair, I fuck with Bulin, yada, yada, yada. But there was a, one thing that was going on in both them places that people didn't really discuss much, and that was the constant grooming of underage girls. It was, it, it was, it was fucked up at Fair, but Bulin was just a whole nother fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time, 90% of the females that were there are, 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 are 15, 16 year old, sometimes 14 year old girls who've been brought here by some grown ass adults. You feel me? And it's like, that's the culture. That was that culture at that place. The culture, it was made okay at places like Fair and Bulin to where it's okay for 24, 25 year old dudes to be having to have a 15 year old girl sitting on his lap while she got a corona in her goddamn hand that he done bought her. You know what I'm saying? So, 
You end up with, with situations like that. And then on top of that, they, it, this is all becoming normalized because people, very few people are actually saying something about it while this is going on. And that was the strange thing. You got people that these, the, 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 you got these people that are there at Bulin and they clearly see what's going on. They clearly see these 14, 15 year old girls are being handed massive amounts of alcohol, handed drugs, handed molly, handed whatever to get them fucked up. And then these girls are being took advantage of. You know what I'm saying? By people. Think about by people. Think about this. And on top of that, some of y'all friends, some of y'all girls' friends are fucked up too. You feel me? Some of y'all underage girlfriends, like if you're females, they got to take advantage of y'all underage friends. It's fucked up too sometimes because I've personally seen on more than one occasion some girls offer up their friend to a drunk redhead in the CD back room at Bulin. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. There were people that were teenage girls actually offering up their friend to go to a seedy back room with a redhead rapist. You know how crazy that shit is? And they're telling the girl, their friends on the girl, well, this is what we got to do if we want to stay at the party. And, you know, this is okay. This is what it is. No, bro, that's not okay. So it's crazy to think about that this whole culture that was going on, you not only have pedophile men that are taking advantage of underage girls, you have other underage girls encouraging that same behavior that are encouraging their friends, you feel me, to go into a seedy back room with a redhead rapist. So, like, it, it, to me, to me, I felt very bad for most of these girls there because they had no idea what they were having themselves into. They think they did. I'm going to get to how I feel about that a little bit later when I talk to the females directly. You feel me? So that's why, like, situations, okay, you take, take, take my friend Megan, for example. My fucking Megan. Megan Need, spirit animal. You feel me? Now... That's one of the reasons I've never talked. I don't think I've ever talked to her about this before. You feel me? I think I did a couple weeks ago, actually, for the first time in years, where I would not let her not be by my side at Bulin. I know that girl was smart enough to not end up in a back room, you feel me, or whatever, but I wasn't letting that girl out my sight. I know how these niggas play here. They looking to take advantage, you feel me? And I know she was hypervigilant, but I was not I was not going. It's not, nope. Hey, Shadow, I'm going to go over here. Oh, I'm coming with you, you feel me? Nah, what we gonna do? We playing Pong? We gonna sit upstairs? What we gonna do? Where we gonna be at? Where we gonna be at, my nigga? Because it's not, mm-mm, nope. You feel me? And I think we didn't even have to talk about that because I think she had that she knew that already. You know what I'm saying? She knew that she had somebody that was gonna, there that was gonna, that was gonna basically make sure she was safe. The problem is, I feel bad for girls that were there who didn't have that. Who didn't have somebody there literally trying to protect them from being taken advantage of, drugged, raped, murdered, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So... It was, it, it, it's the whole thing. And I realized this is an entire culture that is okay with this. This is an entire culture of people who is completely, that is completely normal for a 25-year-old man to be sleeping with a fucking 14, 15-year-old girl. That's just, that's normal, right? You feel me? And you see these relationships like at Fair and Bulin, and it's like, okay, this don't make sense. Like, what? What, what, you're 26, you're 25, 26 years old. What can you tell me you have in common with a fucking 15 year old child? What can you and her talk about? You feel me? You gonna do the, you mean to tell me that you want to sit here and have somebody sitting on your lap who still got Similac on her fucking breath? 
bruh, for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and the thing is, I had a problem with these men that are doing this because it's like, yo, you know what you're doing. You're a grown, competent adult. You know you're taking advantage of this girl. You feel me? You're taking advantage of somebody's child right now, and you know that already. You know what I'm saying? So, and they're like, they, they spew all the bullshit. Oh, bro, she matured for her age, whatever, you know. Age ain't nothing but a number. If age ain't nothing but a number, bro, why can't you date somebody your age? You feel me? If age ain't nothing but a number, why do you gotta sneak her out her goddamn house at four in the morning? You feel me? When I ask you how old a girl is, as I've said many times on podcasts before, when I ask you how old a girl is, your answer should not be, she's cool, bro. She's cool, bro. The fuck? That didn't answer my question, but it kind of did. You got somebody child here with you. You feel me? Oh, bro, it's okay, bro. Stop tripping, Scotty, bro. Her parents don't know where she at. Well, my nigga, unfortunately, there's a four ounces of plastic sitting in her pocket right now that tells her parents exactly where she is. Because missing children, they forfeit all that fucking bullshit. They go straight to the goddamn cell company and get the location of that phone. Flat out, you feel me? So you're trying to convince me to be okay with you fucking a child, but you also want me, okay, want me to be okay with you having a child in my goddamn house. And then you want me to, to be okay with trying to convince me that there is no way that her parents can fucking find her on a fucking Thursday night, on a school night. Bruh. 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 Like, it's it, it to me, to me, it, it, it was so weird because... Like when you, when I would look, the, the conversations these men would have, there's a friend of mine. I'm still friends with her or whatever. She's kind of a part of this whole thing. And I, and I know the thought process she has about all this is like, well, I don't know. I don't think I was groomed. You feel me? I did what I wanted to do. I picked that. No, yeah, but you weren't present when two people that I know personally decided that they didn't want to be with you no more and was going to pass you from him to him. And that passing actually happened without you even realizing it was happening. You feel me? You 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 thought this one person, person A, that you came here with, you feel me? Just you know what I'm saying, just uh, this didn't want to be with you anymore. Well, they, I mean, well you well okay, let me rephrase that. You thought person that that you didn't want to be with person A no more. No, person A started to act like an asshole to you, and making sure person B starts spending more time around you because person B had a fucking car. Thus means that you, literally, these two people do, are doing very pedophilic behavior, you feel me, literally passed you from one person to the next. But, she don't see that as grooming. But again, that's for a later topic, later in the podcast. So, it's strange to me that this has been become so normalized. And rationalized, not even rationalized, it's just normalized because people aren't saying anything about it. It's just like, all right, well, all right, that's his girl, bro, whatever, you know, it's straight. No, this is not straight because some of these people that are doing this have daughters, you feel me, that or have children. How the fuck would you feel if, if your daughter turned 15 years old and some 25-year-old nigga was picking her up outside the outside the window of her goddamn bedroom, you know, sneaking out of your house for him to do this this Despicable sexual things to your child, get your child drugged up, possibly get your child killed or hurt or whatever. How would you feel? I don't know no grown-ass man on this planet who got a daughter or who is reasonable that wouldn't react in a very harsh way. But it's okay for y'all to do this to somebody else's child, right? 
it's okay for y'all to manipulate these children and, make, and who already feel like shit, who already feel like they're not worth anything, and you make them feel good about themselves just because you want to exploit them. I don't, I just, you know, so it, to me, it was weird, especially, like I said, at Fair and Bulin, it was whatever, you know what I'm saying? Well, Fair, Fair and Bulin, Fair was, you know, that culture was still there. But at Bulin, as I was saying, that culture was very in your face, very prevalent, very rapey, very all that. And everybody's a fucking to blame for it. You feel me? Me, them, the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? The friends, the drunk dudes, you feel me? All that. Everybody is the fucking blame. Because we all knew what the fuck was going on. All of us. But at the same time, we all are hands off with it. Like, hey, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want that, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I think of myself personally, could I have done more? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> But again, that's something for another topic. I'm gonna get to that in a, you know a little bit. But I did what I could for the person that I cared about the most. That was there. I couldn't stop her from being there. Just I mean, I'm not, which I'm not saying that anybody else should stop these girls from being here. I couldn't stop her from being there because she was gonna be there fucking regardless. You feel me? I know her. But I for damn sure wasn't gonna have her in a situation where she, something was gonna happen to her or somebody's gonna be able to take advantage of her. It wasn't. It wasn't going. I'm not going. Okay. That's what I feel about the culture. Next, I want to speak to the women directly. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay. Ladies. Victims. Okay. Let me think here. I, I want to be 100% of myself as possible with, with the next few things I'm going to say. Because it's, it's honestly how I feel. I feel like, let's throw this out there first. First of all, you ladies are, are victims to... to to the manipulation of grown ass adults. You feel me? And 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 ironically, I I you know I battle in my head a lot if y'all actually had much of a say in these things at all. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of y'all, I'm be honest, a lot of y'all I didn't fucking like at all as people. Because first of all, you feel me? One, you're a fucking child. You feel me? Now, this person or these different dudes may make you feel like you're more than a child because they're doing adult things with you, like handing you beer or buying you cigarettes or, or, or getting you to give them fellatio or whatever the case may be. So y'all felt like adults. So y'all thought it was just okay to have shitty fucking attitudes towards other adults. You feel me? Because these people pumped y'all heads up. That's the shit I did not like at all. I don't know. At the time, I couldn't figure out what was more disgusting to me. What these people were doing or the shitty, uppity, entitled fucking, you know, um, egotistical behavior or attitudes that y'all had. Because y'all thought that y'all were the shit. Because somebody snuck you out your mama house. Because somebody gave you alcohol. Because somebody made you feel like you were special. That right there is your problem. That was your problem. You feel me? Don't do that. Don't do that. You're not special. He may think you cute, but you're not special. And I say that because they're giving you a false sense of being special. So when I'm saying there that you ain't special, at the time you weren't fucking special. Do you feel me? But you for damn sure weren't special enough to step out the line, out of line of being a child and decide to talk to people like you like any old crazy ass way because this person's taking advantage of you. You feel me? And you know where this all starts, where y'all start, where most of y'all I've encountered with have issues, you feel me? Is when somebody starts to ask them about what they're doing to you. 
You get what I'm saying? Somebody is asking this man, this grown-ass man, like, bro, why you got this 14-year-old kid here, bro? It's fucking Tuesday night in the middle of October, bro. What the, I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And y'all are like, why are you worried about me? I'm fine. Yada, yada, yada. You feel me? I mean, like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with me is that I'm watching you be took advantage of. And I, and I really would like you to go home right now or the fuck away from me. But a lot of y'all at that age didn't understand that because I guess because y'all be manipulated or whatever, or you didn't want your, 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 your fun ruined or whatever. And that's to me, it's like, okay. And I just realized a lot of y'all, not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all just had really shitty behaviors and y'all thought that y'all were the shit because some grown ass man is, is, is fucking you on a regular basis. Stop, stop, bro. Stop. And the reason why I felt very upset about, about all this. And I'm gonna tell you why I felt upset about this, because I know what happens when children are abused by grown adults, when children are manipulated by grown adults. Because sadly enough, none of y'all that I've met in my life, none of y'all have came out of this unscathed. I'm talking teen pregnancy, addiction issues, depression, suicidal tendencies, a, a fucked up sense of what love is. You know what I mean? And to me, when I think back in this and I look at the way that some of y'all lives are, you know what I mean, or have become, it's it's sad because this all started with them. Wait, it may have not started with them. It may have started with your own family issues, but they definitely didn't help. You know what I mean? They definitely didn't help. But I had to be honest about how I felt about y'all at that exact those exact times. Because to me... I clearly saw what was going on, and these guys did too, and everybody did too, but people just didn't say anything about it, and that's sad because a lot of us, I feel like personally, a lot of us did y'all a very injustice because we allowed that behavior around us. Could we have stopped it? Maybe, maybe not, but we didn't have to allow it to be in front of us, in our faces, and a lot of us did. Some of us said some stuff about it. There's stuff that we couldn't change about it. You feel me? Like, if we're at Beulah and we're at somebody else's house, we can't really stop that. But that's why a lot of y'all I, I basically refuse to speak to. Like, I was talking to me and Brenner were talking about that, actually, a few months ago. And I was like, I didn't speak to you at Beulah, bro, because you're a fucking child. And I understood what these people were doing to you. You know what I'm saying? I understood that these grown-ass adults were manipulating you, you feel me, to get you fucked up all the time so they can get what they want from you. You know, so, but that's how I felt about that. And I feel, I, I feel it's terrible that there are these men walking around here who are the, the, the sole reasons for a lot of y'all issues or for, 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 for adding fuel to the fire of y'all issues just to, you know, to exploit y'all to, for their own personal gain, you know, their own personal sexual gain. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm sorry that y'all had to go through that. I honestly am. Because I, I'm pretty sure it's left of a lot of a lot of y'all or some of y'all with a complete destroyed sense of relationships, compassion, and, and all that. It's like all of, a lot of y'all, only thing y'all know now is just manipulation. And I'm not saying that can't get better, but it definitely takes time. I feel like these men ruined y'all innocence. They took y'all innocence from y'all. In the most formidable years of y'all life, 
where y'all are supposed to be coming into your own as a person, a lot of y'all became what you thought that these people wanted y'all to be. You got rave girls turning into thug girls. You know what I'm saying? You got you got suburban girls turning into thug girls. You know what I'm saying? You got girls who who was in book clubs. Now they selling drugs with their boyfriends. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that, where y'all are literally becoming what these you think these people want you to be or what they actually want you to be and y'all thought at the time that this is what y'all wanted but it's not and it's sad because you y'all lost y'all identities at that point and some of y'all i still talk i've talked you know talked to i see on facebook and stuff like that or whatever and i'm happy to see that some of y'all are actually getting y'all identities back because these men literally try to take those from y'all so that's all i had to say about that Next segment, last segment, I'll talk about somebody that was really, really, really close to me, really personal to me in a, in a certain grooming situation. Stick with me, guys. So, um, let me talk about my friend Marina. Marina, she unfortunately died last year when I was in rehab. I'm not actually even sure what happened. I mean, I was in rehab. But I knew Marina, I would say about seven or eight years or whatever. I actually met her through, uh, through Black Jesus, actually. And, um... I first, you know, when I first met her when she was like 14, with him at a at at a con, I'm just like, what, what, what the fuck is this, bro? What, you're like 24, 22, 23. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like my age. Where are you hanging out with this fucking child for? Oh well, her grandparents trust me when she comes up here to to Columbus for cons or whatever. I know I take care of her and blah blah blah. So I'm seeing him spend her money on her debit card. To get her alcohol or, or whatever and buy himself whatever he wants or wants or whatever. And I realized this because I only saw her twice a year in January at OhioCon and, and, you know, at MaturiCon. So throughout the years of me seeing her at both these events or whatever, I gradually saw her, you know, get older. You know what I mean? And their friendship basically stayed the same with Black Jesus basically just, you know, sucking her dry for his own monetary gain. With the lies of that he, you know, with the, 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 the praise that he, like, really cared about her and, like, that's, like, his little sister or whatever. I believed that at first. At first, I was just like, okay, maybe that's just how they got, their relationship is, whatever. But then I had to stop and realize, this girl is a child. I started to remind myself, this girl's a child. You feel me? Like, <clears throat> and this grown-ass man who I know is already a seasoned manipulator is basically manipulating her to get whatever he wants from her for these three days when he's supposed to be from what her from what he says about her grandparents supposed to be watching and protecting her but that's not happening so throughout the course of you know the years or whatever you feel me like i started to realize her becoming increasingly more upset with black jesus's behavior when at, at cons you know Spending her money to buy booze that she didn't want, you feel me? Buying stuff for herself, buying herself cigarettes, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, using her her room, stained a whole tub in her room, you feel me? Dying his hair at the Hyatt, which I told, I explained to him, you're not gonna get that out the fucking tub. She's gonna, they're gonna charge her for that. You know what I mean? Like, so this is just exploiting her for his own personal gains. You feel me? And. Throughout the years, me and her became particularly close because I'm the one that she would talk to about this stuff. You know, you know, uh, probably along with her boyfriend. But when it came to him, she talked to me about most most times. She talked to me about that. Most 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 conversations we had. That's how we became cool. Is discussing her discussing bending to me what she felt about what this person was doing. You know what I'm saying? 
like, oh, you're Scotty, right? You know I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I remember you last year, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Well, this is going on. It's going on. I'm really frustrated. I don't know what to do. He's not listening. He has my debit card. And I'm already, in, I mean, I'm already minus like 300, like $200. And I don't even, I, I brought 500 and I'm all the way down to, I'm already minus $200. And I don't even know how, you know what I mean? The last thing to get one thing, you know, so that, it made her became pretty close because she understood, she, I understood where she was coming from. So throughout the years I've seen, like I said, I've seen her more getting increasingly more upset with his behavior, but still allowing him to be in her life. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, you know, even her, me watching her, uh, um, voice her opinions to him about how she feels about the things that he's doing, which is while taking advantage of her, you know, using her con rooms to have sex with girls, having her whole goddamn sweet smelling like badussy and dirty nigga, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that, do you feel me, and then, so, fast forward to last year, me and her spent a lot of time on the phone last summer when I was knee deep in my, my, you know, depression and anxiety and, and, and addiction you know, my dad just died a few months before that. So me and her spent a lot of time on the phone. In the middle of the night, I'd be up doing coke. She gets off work at like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. She'd drink and she'd call me. You know, she'd sit there with her boyfriend and he's playing a game or whatever. She'd, you know, talk to me. Hey, what up? Yada, yada. And it, it, she explained to me how, while she was drunk one night, about like, she was like, I can't, as I think about it now, Scotty, I don't, I can't remember one time that Black Jesus has called me just to talk to me. So like, I swear, I can't think of any time that he's contacted me, <coughs> excuse me, and not wanted something, money or whatever. And she started crying. And I realized how much that affected her because I had to think about that. She had been groomed by him to give her, I mean, to give him what he wanted. And she had to realize that that's what that was. She had to accept that's what that was. And it was hard for her to accept that. Me and her talked about that for months. You know what I'm saying? And which I wasn't in pushing one way or the other. We just discussing it. And she, you know, she was telling me this is how she felt. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel that. So she had to realize this person was really only out, only, only out to, to try to get, to gain his own, you know, to, to gain what he wanted from himself and gain from her. May it be monetarily, may it be alcohol or cigarettes or sleeping with her 15 year old friend. At a con, you know, the one that dresses up like Cammy from Street Fighter, that girl, he definitely slept with her. You feel me? So she had to realize that, and that upset her. And, I, and like, you know, so that was one of the last conversations me and her had. I went to rehab two months later. Oh, uh, actually, no. I got kicked out of my place, and actually, I stayed with her in her house for a week, you know, at her boyfriend's house. You know what I mean? Like, so she's the first person to, you know, open up her arms, like, yo, come here. You feel me? Okay, roommate kicked you out, whatever, here. You know what I mean? Come over here. So, and then after that, I went to rehab. And um, while I was in rehab, I got a message about her uh, her passing. So, that was really rough. And, um, you know, because she was a really sweet person. But the reason why I'm explaining this is because this was a different aspect of, of grooming. You feel me? Because throughout most of this, this podcast, I was talking about grooming, guys grooming girls for their sexual exploits. But this is a situation where this person was grooming her just to get what he wanted from her, monetarily, whatever. And what he gave back to her was praise and to make her feel like that that he honestly cared about her. And I, and I could see throughout the past three or four years, she started getting more of an understanding of that he just don't really give a fuck. And... <clears throat> 
I saw how much that affected her. Because this person had been in her life for a decade and, you know, come to find out that he was just basically using her the entire time. You know what I mean? And, and you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There were times she told me that he did pay her back some money he owed her. But if you if you laid on the table, if you stacked up on the table, the money that was the money that was borrowed versus the money giving back, it's not even close. So it was and the thing was, I was happy that she got to meet somebody like me where I'm just like, bro, and she felt that connection with me. Cool. Just being friends with me where it's like, yo, like I feel that I see that that's not that's fucked up. But I know why you can't really necessarily just cut him out your life. He's been in your life for that long and you actually feel like a family familiar bond with him. That bond that he created specifically to take advantage of you. <clears throat> so that was that. I miss her. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, but that's what I wanted to talk about, about today with grooming. Grooming and all that stuff. So with that being said... I'm going to get off here and try to enjoy the rest of my Wednesday. I'm going to post this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoy it and, you know, can feel me. Thanks for listening, guys, as always. Love you guys and have a great rest of your Wednesday.